Welcome to the Long Come Norwich podcast. A pair of pronkers procrastinating with their pals upon the plight of the canaries. Can we plough on with positive pontification to appease the pessimistic possibility another Prem season has already been pissed up the wall? John and I are joined by Edie to see if we can put a bit of a positive spin on things between now and Brighton. I'll be honest, I'm not confident we can. Edie, Brighton. Potential three points. Do we travel in hope, expectation or despair? Well, I suppose it depends if you um, have sort of deep-seated religious belief that travelling to Brighton will yield the three points, um, <laughs> that that will be the magical thing. I, I, I would say probably it's very likely seeing Brighton's current form that um, three points would be a spectacular thing to happen. But um, it, I think... It, we maybe have reached the stage where it's time to chuck a pebble in the well of hope and not just hope for this game by going to this game and making us win by going, but actually just that kind of starting to make those fan contributions where you are supporting a team that at the moment probably could just do in general with somebody standing behind them and going, yay, because um, it, this is like the kind of the true test of the times, isn't it? So don't go thinking you'll get three points, but maybe go and just put some vibes out there that maybe will help us in the future is yeah, all I, I can I, weakly suggest. Well, I, th- I think there is an element of um... – Put, put, build up some credit with the with the team, um, so that when you are enjoying things more next year, um, you you can say I was there at Brighton, being miserable and cold and and, and losing. But I mean, on on a positive side, John, um, the next two games um, were this this was sort of a double header that that we thought was was definitely earlier in the season, even definitely an opportunity. I mean, we also included Leeds in this, um, but but. Brighton, Burnley, back to back. You know, in the next kind of you know eight days, or from you know Saturday to, to to the following Sunday, an eight day run where six points could could make the table look hugely different, couldn't it? Or is that just you know you've got to get the six points first? So what's the point, mate? What are you talking about? Like, there's, I mean, what all evidence leads you to the fact that Norwich will not get a result from either game. I mean, Brighton. I know Brighton are on a. a absolutely horrendous run of form and you could probably say well look along come Norwich is is set to to land on this one but actually Brighton are a decent side Burnley have picked up um we've been dreadful of late and you can't there's just no there's no green shoots of recovery to this season and I think that's maybe where I'm at with this is look the local media have all accepted relegation. I think probably behind closed doors, there's people within the club that have accepted relegation. And that just leads me to to think, well, the rest of the season now has to be an audition for 22-23. So that means that if you are Dean Smith and Shaky, I can't call him Shaky, Craig Shakespeare. If so, if you are if you are those people, you have to start thinking about, right, well, what does next season look like? And that means, unfortunately, well, I say unfortunately, but, you know, we have to fuck Matthias Norman off and just say, do you know what, mate? You've said you're not going to be here in the championship, so we're not going to play you anymore. We have to fuck Billy Gilmore off because, well, actually, we haven't got long enough on this podcast to, to talk about the reasons that we're going to fuck Billy Gilmore off. But, you know, and probably Brandon Williams as well. And we have to start saying, right, well, of the current squad, who is going to be an effective member of the starting lineup? Who is Who is going to 
press their claim for a place. So, you know, do we look at, at you know, kind of um, Lungi in midfield? Do we start looking at Lucas Rupp and go, is he worth an, another year on his deal? Do we start looking at Jonathan Rowe as a, you know, a long-term successor to, oh, I don't know, you know, whoever, or, you know, someone who's going to be effective uh, as, as a pacey winger. Do we give um, Poeta a, a bit of an extended run in the side to say, look, are you going to be up to, to the rigours of English football? I think that's where we need to be as a football club now, because this Premier League season, as much as Dean Smith can say, oh, look, we're only, you know, two wins away from it. There's there's nothing to suggest that, that we're anywhere near that and we're going to be capable of putting that together. And I would love to be wrong. And if we go and get six points, then, of course, it's all on again. But... Nah, no chance, mate. Yeah, I mean, it, after that, we've got, um, you know, Man United, Wolves, uh, West Ham, Tottenham. Um, nice but, and easy, then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, so yes, there's Newcastle. Yes, there's Villa, where you think, oh, maybe. And obviously, Wolves, we, we, yeah, that was one of our better performances. But, you know, realistically, with, with, the, with the eight games we've got left, it's these two. If you don't win both of them, it's done because you, you, you then, if you won both of them, you would then be in a situation where you go, well, actually, we've, we found a bit of form. We got ourselves together in the international break and found a bit of form, which ironically used to be Farker's special move, didn't it? Um, winning just after the international break. Um, and uh, we then go, right, well, we've got some momentum and some form to build upon to, to cause an upset at Old Trafford or cause an upset at Villa Park or, or Molyneux. However, you know, if you don't get anything other than six points in the next two games, and, and you just think, well, no, we 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 haven't got it done. I mean, I'm with you. I, I I've thought for a long time that that it's not it's not feasible to for this team and this squad, which we'll come on to in a second, to to compete at this level. Um, Edie, on the on the, the the people coming, the people going. Did you agree with John on on that point of view? Do you think actually most most fans would be accepting if all of the loanies and all of the likely departees were out of the lineup from now on yeah for sure um it's 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 a pact it's a pact between supporters and fans uh, sorry supporters and fans supporters and players and the team and if if the team can't be a team at this stage then the people who can't be a member of that team um like there's no point pouring any energy or consideration into them um it's it's had there been like a kind of flux of goals from those people, then obviously it'd be like that joke about your brother-in-law thinking he's a chicken, but not abusing, disabusing the notion because we need the eggs. At this stage, it's like they're doing nothing and they're whining. So there can't be any scenario that means that they're worth keeping on board. Like how much more smoke do we need to blow up their asses to, to get some sort of result from them? But but also it's like they're also bumming everyone out. You can't bum everyone out at this stage of the the journey. It's it's just not gonna improve things, and uh, it's pretty toxic. Well, it can't, we can't have the same tail end of the season that we had in Project Restart, um, because then Dean Smith and uh, Shaky Wakey won't be back. I mean, if if they put on if they lose eight on the bounce. I I don't think they will be here for the championship campaign. I'm, I, I'm totally if, fine with that. <laughs> uh, no, I, I appreciate it. I mean, th- this is We're all thing. learning lessons this season and I think we need to take a lot of them with us rather than just try and cling to what we think is what works. Yeah, I mean, I there's been things that he's there's been things that that Smith and Shakespeare have done um that I have really enjoyed, but part of that is through the lens of four years of one thing, oh look there's something else. You know, it's it's an element of um, 
you know, uh, going out for a hamburger when you've got a steak at home. It, you know, it, it's, I'm not, playing four four two is so exciting because we haven't done it for so long. It doesn't necessarily think mean that that's what we should do forever. Um, the idea of, of, of really going for it because we're at kind of last chance saloon is, is, was attractive for a bit. And then, and then, you know, we, we lost that kind of defensive rigidity that we seem to just start to get on, under Smith for, for that little run of games. That, well, he's, he has had two, hasn't he? An initial bounce and then another little run again. And it, it, how, can you, how can you replicate that? Because the, the squad he's had available to him, the, the Norwich fans don't seem to be able to agree on, um, although everyone seems to agree on Gilmore, um, they don't seem to agree who the other scapegoats should be. You know, there's, there's, there, I was astonished to see that some some Canaries fans were okay in the slightest with letting letting Pookie go, or, or 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 making out like that's not a good option. Now, if either is is projected by the sports science people at the club to make a one hundred percent recovery, and it's not the sort of injury that they go, oh, we might not be the same in terms of twisting and turning or whatever. And you know, you've got him plus Sergeant. Maybe you think that actually we've got two people who can play a nine, and we've got two a, a, a pair that can play a four four two. Actually, that is the smart move to to allow Pookie to move on for the amount of money that he he's going to need. But to to suggest that that wouldn't be anything other than an absolute tragedy, even if the really hard headed decision was to, to make that fifty grand a week, I think is what what was being bandied about. I, I can't quite follow anyone who's got an issue with with Pookie's contribution this season. I, um, I saw a stat that he's got um, a shots to goals conversion ratio not far off Salah in terms of he just doesn't he's not actually getting very many shots. You know he he he's missing one or two, but he only gets one or two. So he's, he's never, not getting fed. No, he's not. And and I um, I was talking to a Tottenham fan earlier today who was you know bemoaning how much they miss Ollie Skip um, since having him in their team for a while. And I thought you think you miss him. Um, you know, we 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 are um, still painfully reeling from from the ghost of Ollie Skip, and uh, I can just see it being the exact same. You know, be very careful what you wish for in terms of. I would prefer a Pookie on his kind of coming down season, even if that's what it is. He doesn't to me. He doesn't show show any signs of co- coming off his best form. He's just scored for Finland again at the weekend. Um, if a nice finish as well. If um, I would basically say he he can have a massive chunk of the the um, the players' wages budget to keep him because what is the alternative going to be? Ede is completely unproven, um, Sergeant is completely unproven over a long season. So yeah, I, there's people panning McLean. I still don't get the McLean hate. He he has he has done absolutely nothing any worse than any other midfielder in the team, and it almost feels like. He's 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 um he's been a scapegoat purely for being picked, you know, because he because he keeps getting picked, he keeps getting panned. I, I honestly don't think there is anything in the squad. Well, I, I think there's that, something in that. Though. I think there's something in with, with McLean. I mean, you know, look, I've I've never been his biggest fan. Um, although I haven't been a huge detractor of him certainly last season, but I think that Kenny McLean this season can't be associated with many or any of the good performances that that Norwich City have put together. Nonsense. And it, and it, he it felt like. And it felt like, I mean, well, he came on for a bit against Watford, didn't he? But it's it's like we seem to have stumbled upon a formula with um, Pierre Les Malou and, and Jakob Sensen that 
actually looked like it might be effective and looked like it might have a bit more bite and looked like it might be a little bit more positionally aware rather than just running around lots and pointing, which seems like, you know, that's that's all that I think Kenny is good at at this level, if I'm, if I'm perfectly honest. There's plenty of endeavour with McLean. There's plenty of playing, you know, for the shirt. And, and I think, you know, that gets him so far. But I just don't think there's anywhere near enough quality or awareness of what's going on around him to to be an effective Premier League midfielder, but I'd I'd completely agree with you with regards to to Pookie. I think that it would be madness, absolute madness, to let him go. I think it's it's incredibly unfortunate that he's on or he's due, you know the the renewal of his contract would mean that contractually, if we exercise the option that we'd have to give him fifty grand a week, you would think that the club are frantically trying to say, mate, we can't pay you fifty k a week in the Championship, but how about we give you I don't know. 35 or whatever it might be Morrison's vouchers and a yeah exactly yeah um and a a free go on the soccer bot once a week or or wherever it might be so it pays for itself but you know we have to keep him next season because I don't even think you say you know like Ida um could you know potentially be our next number nine I don't think Josh Sargent is a nine I think he's a wide forward and and so that relies on us playing in a four three three or four four two with a winger that that probably hasn't got much um defensive mindset around him which is is fine if we're going for it but it's, it's not going to be the 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 absolute optimal in in every scenario I don't yeah. know I think there's just a lot of of work and there's a lot of not necessarily churn to go through this summer but there's a lot of us needing to work out exactly what we're going to look like as a football club this summer and as and, and from a philosophy philosophy perspective because it was really clear with with Weber and Farker actually where they're their values um, kind of aligned. Don't think we can say the same with with Weber and Smith as yet. Um, can, can we? Can we say? Can, it's probably too early to say this. It, can we say it was even Weber and Farker? Because Weber is still here. He's still he, he's still here. Yet there doesn't seem to be anything of the identity and philosophy anymore. That, that well, Farker I think so I think he ripped it Parker. up though. I think he ripped it up in a kind of right. We're going to have to be more pragmatic, and then maybe that'll keep us in the league. And actually from Weber like he's quite into legacy so I think him a legacy for him is keeping Norwich in the Premier League putting us on a more um, stable financial footing expanding the stadium and, and then he can leave us in a much better place than than when he found us um but he needs to get needs to get us to base camp doesn't he before he kicks on to the summit exactly and there is definitely a mountain to climb in that regard yeah there is but just to pick up on that last point before we transition into recruitment um I just want to come back on the McLean thing because again because you love him I, I I I don't love him. I don't love him any more than other hardworking, um, very talented championship players who have have at times played well in the Premier League. Um, you know, he's 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 not, he's not my top ten players of all time or anything like that. I just think that he in particular has been so mis- unfortunate that he is the best of a bad job, and because that best is not Ollie Skip, he has been hammered for it. My 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 comeback to you, John, on what you just said about McLean, which I will then throw to Edie, like the the seasoned podcast host that I pretend to be, is that um, yes, <laughs> he, he is fantastic in the championship and he runs a lot for the shirt and he, he does a lot of pointing and shouting, um, but he doesn't quite have what it takes to be a leading CM in 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 the Premier League. Point to the person in the squad that can take his shirt and do what he does better than him. Point well, I think I just per- said to that. I said the most, more effective performances had Pierre Lesmalou, 
and oh, see, I don't and Lundy there. I think I think we is a fucking waste of a shirt. He has he's, be- he's a better option than McLean for me. Oh, I that you're talking you're talking French literally. <laughs> you know, it is it is nonsense. I mean, again, I don't dislike the human. I don't. Again, he's not in my top twenty worst Norwich players of all time. They nearly all came in the same oh, year. Alan Gal. We should but do it as a podcast. Mate. We, should, we definitely should. Great. But it was better than talking about the football. Um, <laughs> thank God it will all be mathematically over soon. We can just start talking about podcasts like that. But with regards to, 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 to McLean versus PLM, PLM is, in my opinion, the difference between the two of them is a few percentage points either way, depending on who's having the slightly better game. The idea that either of them is a solution at centre midfield in the Premier League is bonkers. They could both be the third best centre midfielder at a successful bottom half Premier League team, in my opinion. I don't think either of them should be the first name or the first two names on a centre midfield team sheet. And you can argue the toss about which one's slightly better at this and that. But that segues into a failure in recruitment, doesn't exactly. it? Exactly. And that's where a fair where point. I was going to, and I want to bring you in here, Edie, the fact that um, we, we, we know that with our model, and you look at the accounts that came out this week showing that, that the Brighton owner had to pump in the best part of £437 million just to narrowly avoid relegation and, and nearly sort of break even-ish. Um, we know we simply cannot compete financially, which means we have to go outside of the box and to the kind of wider areas of scouting networks to find players that other teams don't want. Like Aya, who, from Celtic down to Brentford, as soon as Brentford were involved, the price climbed above 10 million and we had to bow out. We couldn't compete with the wages, we couldn't compete with the fee, and we had to go looking again like an oddball loan like Quebec to try and strengthen its centre back. Now, what, what do you think in terms of? This summer, Edie, do you feel going back into the championship? Well, that's where Weber has shown three or four transfer windows in a row. He can get it right. Or do you think actually you 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 this most recent one was so bad that perhaps you're what you it's kind of shaken your faith in him even recruiting at the championship level? I think probably the latter, um, just oh because if you were to do um, a SWOT analysis on this with your strengths and your weaknesses and your opportunities and your threats. Um, you would recognise, you you wouldn't be sort of like looking at the fact that we've not, not got much money and going, well, the solution to that is getting some rando in who can do donuts in the car park in a Lamborghini <laughs> and, you know, he'll solve all our problems. It, that's not going to happen. I want it so, to happen. <laughs> but the re- I truly believe that the reason why all of those like kind of rare cut signings um, that that Farker came up with, they worked because somebody, and I suspect that's Farker, was able to explain to them, here's where you are. Here is the city that you're now living in. Here is what the relationship is between fans and you. Here is the culture. Here is what we stand for. And then I think that that allowed people to understand the team that they were being part of that they're not like a stable of top-notch racehorses who can all just gallop and everyone wins they have to learn how to work together and communicate often across different languages and um i think what farker did really well was tell everyone the 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 clearest strongest story that allowed them to operate on what was the closest possible alignment to each other and I think what if you look at the the whole kind of Weber signing window thing there and the fact that clearly Farker was on the outs as these people were starting to touch down at Norwich Airport, 
it's really interesting to see that all these people just sort of were just sort of randomly flailing around like you start a huge new company and you haven't had an induction and you just do your best so I, I think that with a, a stronger kind of cultural framework, maybe people would understand what's required of them and how they work. If you look at Solace taking his little sneaky free kick, that to me sort of, you know, it, it told a bit of a, a story of, of what exactly personal priorities and personal understandings were against what should have been a team ethos. I just think how happy he must have been at the end of that week when he scored in the uh, League Cup to, what, a month later? Like, how, how, how quickly his kind of Norwich career flickered and then just disappeared. Mm. You know, it's, that's a, it's a fascinatingly high transfer fee. I mean, in terms of pounds to minutes played, um, without injuries, that might be the worst ROI we've had. I can't think of a player who, other than injury-wise, would be, you know, in, ter- in theory, fit and available and not playing on the pitch, who's cost anything like what he cost. So he's one that's a real... I do think this is um, a very, very interesting off-season, potentially a lot more interesting than after Project Restart, which was all doom and gloom and awful, but we didn't really feel like there was many players that were likely to go because they basically shat the bed on the biggest stage so badly that they'd all diminished their own value. This season, you feel that... So let's go through them. Rashica, for example. I feel he has done enough to say, I'm a top-flight footballer. He's just scored internationally again, similar to Puki. I, I wouldn't blame Rashica and Aaron's and obviously the Lonies, um, but good riddance in pretty much all cases. Although... I, I've seen enough of Norman in terms of his play when he was good to think that in the championship he would be a cheat code. However, he, you know, as you said, John, he's just said in Norwegian that he's not he's not up for a, up for the championship fight. And again, fair enough, that's not not what he joined for. Um, anyone other than Aaron's and Rashid's punt that I'm missing that you might think has got a real um, belief that they could claim to to definitely go. Yeah. Um, I think there's there's going to be oh, players, Campbell, obviously. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Todd, but then, then again, he's not figuring, you know, kind of large for for Bournemouth. So is the, is there a way that that we can reintegrate him into this? I mean, we don't know what's happened. But well, I think we've got a fair idea that that the relationship broke down to an extent that between Cantwell and Farker, that 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 was definitely not going to be repairable. We don't actually know whether. It was completely attitude with Smith that that led us to Jets and him, and and whether you know kind of that can be, um, or bridges can be built because he could be ridiculous in the Championship. Um, I don't think he, I don't think he will. I think we'll be looking at trying to get that eleven million off Bournemouth if we possibly can. I think you're right. You know, Rashidza and, and Aaron's are the most saleable assets. Whether Rashidza goes is a really interesting one, actually, because he's got two relegations on his CV now. You know, with with Verder and, and with Norwich. Can he then legitimately say, do you know what, I'm jumping ship and it's fine? Will there be clubs that look at him and go, yeah, two relegations in a row, is he up to it? I don't know. I, I think it would, they'll, they'll have had to have been clubs scouting him really well to understand that actually his performance, because his performances has, have, have flickered, you know, he's been in and out. Um, he hasn't shown the type of consistency that we've required a, a across, you know, however many games we've played, like 30 odd 
um, or 30-ish games at the moment. And he could be phenomenal in the championship. You know, kind of he, he definitely has something about him. Aaron's will go, I think, you know, and, and fair play to him. I actually think we're having this discussion on a WhatsApp group the other day. I think this has been Aaron's poorest season in a Norwich shirt. And, and so it probably is time for him to go because his, his kind of... Um, his he's ceiling had has been reached. His, his ceiling's yeah. been reached at Norwich, hasn't he's it? All, you know, for his own development, won. he needs to go. Yeah, he's also won two medals. Completely. Um, and, uh, and, uh, I, and I think... I, I mean, he, he has completed the championship. I, I maintain with Max that he is technically the most talented fullback that I've seen play for this football club. Um, maybe not fullback, right back. You know, actually fullback are probably After not Bowen. I, I yeah. sometimes wonder if he'd have got a, like just a little bit more no love, tomorrow. care and attention if he was a slightly squeakier wheel. I, <laughs> I feel like the squeaky wheels get far too much bandwidth. Mm. And I think he's just such a worker um, and like a dutiful, turns up every day. You know, you can always depend on him, and attitude-wise, just great. gets on with it. Yeah, yeah. There's there's been none of none, none of that kind of uh, being put in the shop window, um, and and no head turn. We've not heard any head turn rumours at all from him. Uh, just to pick up on the Campwell point, he started nearly every game since they got him. Um, he was on the bench on the weekend, but only because they they he'd played Saturday Wednesday. But I don't I think just... the Bournemouth fans are completely. Oh really? In, like, he's yeah. playing a lot of minutes for them. I, I think, and they're winning. There's... Yeah, and to be fair, it's a poor championship, isn't it, this season as well? So it looks like they will they will go up automatically. That's a, an interesting one that will obviously conclude itself over the summer. Um, but you know, I wouldn't be completely adverse to the idea of of him coming back if if his if his head is screwed on and and he's got his fitness back and he comes back into it sharp and and willing to work and and able to work under Dean Smith. But Max is one of those ones that you just look at and go, well. I think, think we'll no, get... no one could actually say, you know, right, that, that, you know, he's he's not turned it in for us. And, we, you know, everyone is going to wish him well because he's been a credit to this football club. He's He's been absolutely fantastic. And I think you're right, Edie, about the fact that because he is just a, such a steady Eddie and he just gets his head down and gets on with it, that, that people don't really notice him and his performances go under the radar. And, and, and he has probably been one of our more underrated players. But I maintain that he's definitely plateaued and, and it is time for... For him he to needs go to be now. around better coaching and better better, yeah, better players. Tottenham have got a big again from this conversation with Tottenham uh, season ticket holder earlier today. Um, they've got a real pain at um, uh, right back. Um, is, and Tottenham and, is a graveyard for right backs, though. Like I wouldn't go there if I was Max. Uh, yeah, well, that that might be, but if they also Daniel Levy and Delia are good mates, and uh, if and they've got loads of money, so if they want to that's give us right 30, thirty million, yeah. then that's fine. Um, I I think I I don't know if we'd get twenties for him now because of the way our season's mm-hmm. gone. I, I, it should be high teens. Seven, seventeen million would be the seventeen and a half million would be the over under I set for for Max's fee. We'll see what happens. And, and actually, the way the market looks this summer will be very interesting with the the fact that you know. It's still clubs are still being impacted by the pandemic, and and that is and actually mm. the cost of living and everything, you know, and the cost of all of that. It, it, it is going to be a really interesting summer, and what happens to transfer fees? I, other, know, other I, I that, think Russia yeah. will disrupt the market as well because there'll be loads of players that will be potentially might be if the war's still ongoing might be available for next to nothing. So I don't well, know. We look at um, looking at the back. I think that's where you might see the most ability, with the exception of Aaron's. You've got Janulis, Byram. Gibson, Hanley, Krull, Gunn, I think pretty much, I mean, they are all very, very good championship names. 
Um, your new list maybe might force a move because he's not happy with, with, with playing time. Although you know, with the with the you know, you know the fallback, which again I, I don't understand the adulation over. He's a, he's a very tidy, hardworking kind of player. But I, I, again, I, I just I think again I don't want to keep going about McLean. But for me, Williams gets a lot of praise for exactly the thing that people bash McLean with. You know, it's like, oh, he points and he runs around and he tries really hard. It's like, but apparently that's what McLean does wrong. But that's exactly why Williams is so loved. I, I like them but, both. I like them Mc, both. McLean definitely, I think, is suffering from a lot of poor perception that is above what it should be because of how there's a slight overlap between like the banter was awesome when we were on top it was hilarious and then he didn't quite time the banter graph to kind of point down a little bit once things got a bit kind of turgid and you kind of as a fan are going to sort of spot that sort of thing and I think that's what he suffered from that I don't think a lot of it has to do with actual performance it's just that kind of public perception well, I love Kenny McLean, and uh, I, oh I my think, God. I, and, and I just, I, I'm not, I, I'm not having, I, I, because I, it's one of those things. It's like when um, some people came to Rupp's um, rescue when he was getting panned. I love Lucas Rupp. Yeah, I, I, and Lucas Rupp is uh, is a solid, solid centre midfielder who hopefully will be part of the Championship squad next year. I mean, he is one as a contract. I would hope would get extended because he has proven that if if a team is in the Championship, he, he belongs in the in the top four to six teams in the Championship. That is that is. That is his level, and I don't mean that in any way criticism because that's most of our squad. You know, he, he very much fits into a strong Norwich Championship division. Okay, so let's let's try and round off with a bit of a prediction. Um, we've got eight uh, eight games left. Um, so, what is the total number of points do you think we will have amassed by the time uh, it's six pm on the twenty second of May, and, and Tottenham have beaten us at Carrow Road? What what do you think is the the total points? Start with you, Edie. I think three would be a really good. Wow, <laughs> that's project restart now. Is that three draws though? Because that might seem more positive, actually. Yeah, no, I'm just thinking at some stage they've got to draw three times, and that's the most I can hope for. So, you, so you're basically saying we'll finish on twenty points on seventeen I, now. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 like if if we draw, that's awesome. It means we're not crapper that day. <laughs> Okay, so you're going with 20. I like that. Punt, what are you saying? Um, I mean, that would make us worse than the 1920 season because I think we only got 21 um, Things can happen. during that, campa- that campaign. And we had 21 with 10 games to go as well. So we are we are behind the curve of, of that 1920 season. I, I think we will win a couple and we might draw one or two. So what is that? Eight. Say, let's say seven more points. God, that's optimistic. Um so yeah, what does that take us to? We're 24. At 24. Yeah, that's quite girthy. I'm, girthy. I'm, going, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. 22. I think we'll get five more points um, because I think we will win at the weekend. Um, because it's you just, really, really yeah, think? I do. Wow. I okay. do because it's just it's just so silly. But the world is so silly. That's <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. I, I you know because at the end of the day, yes, it is a long come Norwich for for for, for us to turn up and, and Brighton finally to change their their run of form, but maybe not. Maybe we do shit out something and then so there's that and also Pookie scored and he tends to, Pookie does tend to be full of it can, can I just say right there's another reason that we need to extend Tamu's contract and that wow. is because 
another season in the championship and he will hit 100 goals for Norwich. He's on 75 yeah. at the moment. He needs to hit that. Landmark. Yeah, no, he, I, I, was t- I think he is, um, again, this is a podcast for once, relegation is mathematical, but I, I, um, I think we need to start doing a... Uh, a kind of goal scoring look look to, to to properly make an argument for whether or not he is he is the goat and because there are still even after last season I think people were not necessarily accepting that that pure goal scoring ability wise he's he's the best that we've had um, and and I think in my nearly thirty years now it is it is definitely it definitely is the case but okay so we're going we we predicted uh, twenty uh, twenty two and twenty five. Was it, no, 24 points. So, 24, yeah. So even our most positive prediction, if no one else got a single point, we'd still go down. Which <laughs> shows how poor, uh, how poor um, our season has been so far. But anyway, uh, thank you for listening to our friends. Sorry it's been a while. There's, it's not really felt like there's been enough for us to talk about um, other than just saying what everyone said, which is, isn't it awful? Um, fingers crossed for some kind of miracle um, on Saturday with a performance that also lifts the spirits um, and yeah, hopefully there's some momentum that we can start to build going into the, the promotion push for next season when who knows there might be a lot of different heroes to cheer on. Mind how you go.